Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast actual play of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path, episode 140 or 154. 54. 154. <laughs> Don't put us back in time, otherwise, we're going back for that tile thing. <laughs> back <laughs> into the tile room. <laughs> Mulligan. We're back once again with our doorkeepers of the Duat at the beginning of book number five of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path. When last we had left our heroes, the doorkeepers had. Spoken with Chisasek, traveled, spoken with Chisasek again, traveled some more, teleported, dropped off Chisasek with uh, Tedesura, asked to speak with Chisasek a third time, and been refused. <laughs> <laughs> some other cool stuff happened during He's that He's got a lot thing. of wisdom we need to download into our brains. Yep. I tried to keep up. I'm going to have to either re-listen or what, but I, I had several pages where I was just like frantically, what did he say? What direction? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Go left and right, then right, then left and right. I know. I'm like, I'm, this is, it's, it was like being back in college where, you know, you didn't have one note to take your notes and or record things. And so you're just frantically trying to write everything down because it might be on the test. And then none of it is. And you're like, gosh, darn. Yep. Shorthand. It was all on the slides. If I just had the slides, that's all no, I No, because then you have the teachers that didn't do any of the slides either. I don't know if there's a speak with dead in Starfinder. Yeah. Be really interesting to talk to someone, but then they respond to everything like, with you to like some sort of Emoji. slang elite speech. There's also, <laughs> like, um, I don't uh, understand what this means. <laughs> grave words is also in Starfinder. You can just touch somebody and their corpse babbles and it has like a 10% chance of being useful. Oh, there it's you go. like a, it's like in Hellboy when he uses the amulet. Yeah. <laughs> it's real creepy and good. But yeah, when, uh, when we left our heroes, the party had returned the body of Chisisek back to his own tomb, sealing it back up with, I believe a wall of stone. Mm-hmm. Yes. Reinterring the architect after having uh, two polite conversations with him. He was very forthcoming. Yep, he indeed was. He even mentions that in the section where they talk about him, that he is very eager to talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> Shares maybe too much. There's no such thing as too much when we need it. <laughs> Seriously, I could sit there and talk to Chisasek all day. We had left off, however, with uh, Tedesura staring off into the desert sky, talking with all of you, bringing up that... Uh, not only is Tissasek responsible for the construction of Hakatep's flying pyramid, but also 15 more potential pyramids. I'm hoping they're like like mini pyramids. It's a <laughs> like, Russian nesting doll of pyramids. Yeah. yeah. You know, just they're just like little little things like an orbit around the big one and and maybe if we just hit a button they'll fall or something. Well, we're yes. going to hit a button of some sort. It's like a <laughs> Independence Day, where if you blow up the big pyramid, all the little pyramids. We need to upload a virus. I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> yeah, you never know. It worked for oh, Jeff Goldblum, well. right? It'll work for us. It's mm. true. Who's Will Smith? I'm going to say Sudi. Sudi, yes. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> so, Well, then Hollis is Jeff Goldblum. It's the genius. Yeah, Hollis gets to be Jeff Goldblum. Oh. <laughs> I, was thinking, I was thinking the only other boy in the party is Narmer. <laughs> be Jeff Goldblum playing Narmer. Narmer um, and Sudi's side story to go up to the mothership. Works. That's Jeff Goldblum. Uh, does he even have gender? I uh, think he does. Life yeah. finds your way. Anyway. <laughs> Wrong movie. Wrong Goldblum movie. Wrong Goldblum movie, but still my favorite. Yeah. Uh, so as we begin, once again, the doorkeeper standing here in the shadow of the valley containing Chisisek's tomb. The pyramid raising high up above you. Cliff dropping off towards one side this perilous expanse, this natural bridge formed between one portion of the valley and the other, whereupon the Sphinx Tedesura perches 
her gaze still staring up towards the sky, wind gently rustling her fur and feathers. After stating this, she gives all of you a moment, turns, looks back. I think that we shall meet again before the end. Oh, good. That's, uh, that sounds ominous. Everything she says sounds kind of ominous. <laughs> Would you like sugar with your tea? I think she means before we take down the uh, Forgotten Pharaoh. Well, sure. Not before we all die. That's assumed we'll meet a couple more times, hopefully. Mm, who knows? Kind of like looks at her with a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she stares at you with that blank cat expression <laughs> where she's just staring intently at you and then turns and looks <laughs> off again. <laughs> Y'all ready to go to Sothis? I'm ready to go to Sothis. I've been talking about Sothis for a long time, so I think we know exactly how excited you are. Yeah. Farewell, doorkeepers. Tedesura spreads her wings and simply glides off this bridge, dropping down to the ground below, and then slinks her way back to her home. Masika waves after her. Yeah. All right, I'm taking us to the place that I know in Soth is the best. Don't ask any questions. Wait, and then why Hollis we ask questions? Teleport. Okay. All right. I'm rolling a percentile. So yeah, go ahead and roll percentile. I rolled a nine. Woo! Low's good, I think. I'm just going to say, just judging off of uh, Jessica's rolls for teleportation, I feel like you would kill it in Call of Cthulhu. I'm pretty good at Call of Cthulhu. Because apparently rolling low... Is good. ...on percentile... <laughs> yeah. ...is a thing you do. It is. You chant and tone. Reach your hand out towards the center again. All of your compatriots put their hands into the center. Again, there's that hook sensation. There's that feeling of falling. Not an actual feeling around you of falling, but that vertigo, as if you've missed the bottom step while heading down the stairs. Okay, all of my Potterheads think of court keys, right? Every yeah. single time yeah, he says the hook around the navel. Okay, just making sure it wasn't just me. That's also, I just feel like, a good description for that jerking sensation, sensation of your stomach as it falls up into your throat. If you've ever been bungee jumping, it's a similar sensation. <laughs> I have not, and nor will I ever. I have. It was pretty entertaining. The world goes black. Everyone go ahead and roll me percentile. Uh-oh. Everyone. She I rolled, rolled a 70. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a nine. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I get a 61. I rolled a 12. Very well. Roll for Sarathet here too. <laughs> okay. There is a pop as all of you reappear. The air displaces around you as you appear next to this small farmhouse. I suppose really chicken ranch would be the proper term for it. Next to the edge of the Sphinx River. All right. Sudi on the wrong side of the fence as you all stand with your hands <laughs> in, suddenly surrounded by chickens everywhere. Oh, yeah. As they begin to balk, balk and panic at the sudden appearance of oh, an God, individual a cat person. <laughs> and then uh, they swarm. Go ahead and roll initiative. No. <laughs> Maybe get out of there. <laughs> yeah. You stand here. The Sphinx River runs off towards your left-hand side as you're on the eastern side of the Sphinx River. This thick smell of earth drifts up from... of earth and water drifts up from the river. Although that is somewhat overpowered by the smell of fowl. Lots which surrounds you everywhere. There's more chickens in Sothis than I thought there would be. Yeah, it's a lot this, smaller than I thought it would be, too. Uh, this is just an outside-of-town chicken farm. The, the city's over there. She points to the sprawling metropolis <laughs> pointing into the distance from here you're still a good some almost quarter of a mile away from the main city 
Although even from this distance, you can see the sheer size of the city, not necessarily in the individual buildings, but almost in this haze of smoke coming from various houses. All of this is dominated by a large, shiny black, almost dome from what you can see from here. Numerous spires reach up into the sky, some from obelisks, some from various towers or actual structures, where you can see the most important or possibly most opulent of the buildings of the city, even from this distance. So... Welcome to Sothis. A chicken farm? Mm-hmm. Why, why did we come to a chicken farm? Oh, when I was a kid, well, you know, like when I was 100 or so, I, uh died briefly and woke up here with sugar and I've been trying to figure out why and so I've spent a lot of time here and I can't teleport y'all back into the the uh, the temple on account of y'all aren't followers of Nethus and whatnot so figured this was a pretty good place I'd somehow forgotten the smell yeah not all chickens are as fastidious as you that's true mm-hmm. so are it is this uh is this hall or is this sugar's family technically these are like some great, 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 greats. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm 60-something years old now. You can't understand me. Oh, uh, <laughs> yes, these are kind of... She's like... Sugar's like in the 60s, so technically these are all from the same farm. Like, they're all silky chickens. And they're probably adorable. some of them are related. But they're chickens. I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm just going to assume that all of my relatives and such were eventually eaten anyway. Well, they wanted to have more chickens. They propagated the chicken line, as it were. Well, yes, but when they get too old, they eat them. I understand the way the world works. Oh, well, sure, but, you know, you have grand chicks. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe some of them decided to graduate to being a familiar, and they flew this coop. (laughs) (laughs) You were setting that one up. Nice, nice. Sudi will climb out of the pen. Nice. Sudi hops over the fence. You know, some of the the roosters over there coming over there to generally threaten him. (laughs) Because roosters. They're the cocks of the walk. What do you want? You <laughs> jump over the fence, rejoin your compatriots. Uh, stepping out from here, and I suppose beginning to make your way towards the city itself, you begin to approach Sothis. Sothis is the largest city in Osirian. Uh, in fact, it's one of the larger cities in the world, boasting a population of over 100,000 people. Wow. Uh, in comparison, the city of Wati boasts a population of seven hundred or 7,300 so, so, like a corner of this city is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tefu, which up until this point has been the largest city that Sudi or Masika have ever visited, uh, boasts a population of just under 20,000, so five times larger than wow. Tefu. Wow. All right. So, some ground rules keep a hand on your items at all times. Many people are here, poor people, people that need stuff, they'll take it from you. Don't stare at weird things, although I don't think we're going to have that problem. Keep a close eye on me, Mashika. I'm very valuable. Try try not to look too much like a bumpkin, as we say in in Quantium. I was going to say, Citra just kind of looks down at all of her gear and everything. I don't think that will be a problem. Yeah, you you all look sufficiently cool. Oh, we're going to... Oh, well, you got that hidden. That's good. Keep that hidden. She looks at Sudi. If pertinent, On does boast a population about 40,000. So, like, you're used to bigger cities. On is also a metropolis. Okay. I suppose you all make your way forward, pass through the Triangle Gate, which leads into the city of Sothis. Sothis is an old city. 
the most common moniker applied to the city of Sothis is the Storm Haven of Osirian. Given that term because following the death of Ulnoth the Festering, whose massive black car carapace you can see from miles away. In essence, when Ulnoth died, the interior of this carapace just turned to slush. Following that, it actually became a shelter for numerous tribes who could actually gather inside of it during sandstorms. It's useful. Yep. It's a lot smaller than I thought it was, like relative to the size of the city. It's a really small piece of the city. It's still uh, almost a mile long or, ha or a quarter the, mile long. Isn't that like the fancy <laughs> people live in there? Like that's where the Ruby Prince is? Yeah. Yes. So Hollis, I suppose you would lead the party forward. Sure. Again, the, uh, the Black Dome kind of forms the center of Sothis with the rest of the city spreading out from there. In somewhat of an almost inversion of many places, um, this city is old, as in extraordinarily old. Or for approximately 9,000 years, this city has been populated by someone. Uh, and during the entirety of that time, it has been the capital of Osirian, being that Osirian is the oldest continuous nation on Galarian. Even though during a large part of that history, it was actually controlled by a foreign power. But during that time, it was still the capital of the satrap of Osirian. Uh, unlike, again, many of the cities where the outer portion of the city would almost be considered the, the more rural areas, the less prosperous, Sothis is almost done in reverse. There's the Black Dome wherein you can find the, the Palace of the Fourthbringer, which is, of course, where the actual pharaoh lives. Mm -hmm. Surrounding that is the Old City. The Old City is as old as Sothis is. And as such, it is kind of the most cramped, the most almost run down portion of it surrounding the Black Dome, making this maze-like area of poverty surrounding the Black Dome itself. In a strange way, as people became more prosperous, they actually moved further out from Sothis Center. And as such, when you're walking into Sothis, you're actually walking into some of the wealthiest portions of the city, as long as you're not following directly along the river. Making your way in through the Triangle Gate, you can immediately see all of the crowds, the people, these massive manors surrounding you, giving this immediate impression of the sheer wealth and splendor of the city. Generally, almost no building in the city of Sothis is less than four stories tall. Most wow. of those are just packed up on top of one another with various homes or various buildings containing numerous families. You are stopped on your way into Sothis by the Eyes of Sothis which are the city guard. They take a couple minutes out to ask all of you some questions. What's your business here? Where are you coming from? Why don't you have a cart? Oh, wizardry. Okay, fine. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> that will be I one. Like, so I like that this is a prosperous enough place. They're like, oh, you teleported in? Fine. Sure. Good on you for walking through the front door instead of just going in the middle of the city like all the other jerks. Yep. Uh, that'll be, since you're coming in through the triangle gate, that will be one silver piece apiece. Okay. As wow. you have to pay the toll tax to get through the triangle gate. Yep. And after that, you make your way into this sprawling area. The street here is wide, making its way. Hollis knows that the street that runs into Sothis here runs nonstop until it actually reaches the Black Dome. Mm -hmm. Second major thoroughfare crosses through the city east to west as you're currently heading north into the city, following along the side of the River Sphinx. All right, well, I imagine Sarathet's going to want to go to the Temple of the Alcyon Eye, but that's not a good idea for... At least Sudi, but probably the rest of us for now. There's a market, sell stuff. Good, uh, Maybe you know, find we should place to stay. Find an inn or something, and then we can figure out how we're going to go about selling all of this stuff before heading out. 
Well, I mean, don't you live here always? Or previously? I mean, yeah, I live here, but I stay. I stayed in the temple, and ah. y'all can't stay there. And also, I don't know if my room's available right now, and they'd probably want me to bring the mask to them, and it'd just be a bunch of drama. Oh, well, I, just, I didn't doing know that. if you had your own home or something like that. Oh, nah. Spend too much time out and wandering around. Well, I mean, you have what? a couple of options if you're looking for places to stay. The more low-key a place is, the more dangerous the surrounding inhabitants will be. Mm-hmm. Crimson Island is cheap, but... It's also one of those rob you while you sleep kind of places. Yeah, let's not stay there. I also don't want to risk it. Good experience, so they want to come visit once this is all over. Well, considering I can't go back to Tefu. Oh, how about near the artisans? Or maybe Rose Quarter? I could get some paint. So to give a quick rundown for uh, Hollis, you know that uh, Rose Quarter is uh, pretty much the seat of illegal trade. Doesn't mean that it's necessarily a bad place. It just has kind of the most corrupt officers as far as the oh, eyes so of Sophus are concerned. That. Never mind. No, that's bad. Um, I don't like that. It is a good place to get Goods. dangerous magical items. Love it. Big uh, which is kind of why it's grown up in the which shadow of the Temple Which is honestly why Hollis suggested it, because she doesn't see <laughs> anything wrong with that. There's no such thing as illegal magic. <laughs> that's where Hollis does all of her scroll shopping. She's like on a first name basis. <laughs> and that's kind of why it's grown up in basically the shadow of the Temple of Nethys over that there. That makes sense. You do know that as far as other areas, the Canal District isn't a bad place to stay. There are numerous, numerous inns there that you could find. Pretty much if you're along the outside edge of the city, usually there are fewer inns there and you kind of have to make your way into the center. The Canal District is the busiest portion of all of Sothis. Uh, And as such, you might be able to just hide yourselves in the crowds. What about near the Temple of Phrasma? I know that Sudi likes that. Maybe that would yeah, make you feel more comfortable. Yeah, also it's called Sphinx Side. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you, you can choose to stay in Sphinx Side. Sphinx Side. It is a less prosperous area of the city. It more or less is kind of a bohemian area full of various artisans and mm. artists and such. Seems right. Those that actually can't make it in the street of artisans, it's kind of the knockoff next door area. But it's mostly where the uh, they've kind of reclaimed a bunch of it. It's where the hipsters stay. I mean, that seems right. That so seems it's the Bishop Arts District. <laughs> yeah, it's like Bishop Arts. Yeah, there you go. If you're from Dallas, it's the Bishop Arts District. Yes. That but is also, not an insult, by the way. I freaking love the no, Bishop Arts. No, that place Arts. is cool. Yeah, Bishop Arts is awesome. Also, like, do y'all want to check in with Septi? Wasn't she making her way to this temple? That was what I was thinking was eventually oh. I want to go to the uh, Temple of Phrasma. Yeah, I mean, you can, of course, Septi you can, can of course, there. choose to, although you would be aware that with the amount of time that's passed, Septi had more than enough time to reach Sothis and return all the way back. Oh, that's to right. It's been like you can make sure she arrived in the first place, though. Like, has Septi been here in a couple months? Cool. Yeah, I would say if you're going to go visit the Temple of Phrasma, though, um, Citra Leave would probably mask. ask that you give her the mask. Yeah, no, that's that's what I was assuming to do. Yeah. Hollis takes us on a grand old tour as a, I'm like, this is where the artists are. This is where the knockoff artists are. This is where all the temples are. That's where you get some really dope magic. You know, the things that Hollis cares about, which is magic and cool stuff. So, (laughs) so you set off making your way north. You pass out of the Triangle Gate District and through Newstone, which is not actually new anymore. But it was called Newstone when they started the construction here and all the various noble estates and wealthy merchant districts and such. Uh, it's a very prosperous district. It's right next to Old Stone, which is actually newer than Newstone. <laughs> Quick question. Yeah. Is this river going north to south or south to north like the actual Nile? Uh, it's going south to north. Okay. You make your way continuing following this along until you reach one of the places that Hollis is rather familiar with. Oh, yeah which is the Malhithu Bazaar. 
This is where we'll sell stuff. The bazaar itself is the largest marketplace in the entirety of Osirian. As far as the continent of Garund is concerned, it's really second only to the markets of Katapesh. Mm. Nice. As you begin to make your way by, you can see that this entire the entire market is not walled. However, there are only four entrances into the market. Each one of these are wide arches, and surprisingly, everyone uses them, uh, as opposed to just turning off and going straight into the market. Hollis, you are aware that uh, visitors and merchants enter through the four symbolic gates. Three are marked with limestone obelisks, of which name the current dynasty. Mm. That of the Ruby Prince is at the foremost of this currently, uh, as well as a proclamation guaranteeing free use of the bazaar to any free Osirian and foreign merchant. And the fourth gate is used by the slave trade. Sad. Yep. Uh. It in essence means that you are free to both buy and sell as long as you just can walk your way in and set up a shop. Hmm. This is, of course, a first-come, first-served basis. And as such, there's a constant jockeying for position, and so a shop is never in the same place twice when you show up here. <laughs> oh, we'll spend great. a whole day doing that. It's going to take time. We'll have to, like, ferret out the good shops. They move around. There are no permanent buildings in the Malhi or Malhithu Bazaar. It makes me think of the bazaar we went to in Morocco. Uh huh. Exactly. It's probably exactly like that. I yep. wasn't there, but it's probably exactly like that. I just remember that's where I bought my saffron. It was awesome. Yep. The only place that does seem to be kind of a permanent fixture in the Malhithu Bazaar is an exceptionally large golden tent, which occupies the northern portion of the bazaar. Uh, this is the kind of mobile station for the Eyes of Sothis. Ah. The police presence basically here, the guard presence here is very thick. Uh, and as such, it's one of the safest places to actually shop because there are very few pickpockets here. No one would risk it. That's true. Uh, <laughs> also, when you get more than a block or two away from this place, that's when you're in danger. Mm -hmm. Making your way from here, you reach the point where the two main roads intersect. From here, you can clearly make out as you're coming in from the south the massive scarab beetle that was Ulnot. The entirety of it was probably from one side to the other, maybe a quarter mile and probably close to about a half a mile long. Despite the fact that it has been dead for almost 9,000, eh, about 8,000, about 8,000 years, its carapace still shines like a mirror, like polished obsidian. Uh, Hollis, you are aware that an interesting side note of this is the carapace still contains the magic that Olnot did previously, oh. which means that it is actually impervious to all magic and reflects any magic cast, back, cast upon it back on the caster. We used to get real drunk and cast magic <laughs> missiles at it. <laughs> which unfortunately which unfortunately you cannot dodge because they would automatically hit yeah. you. Yes. It was like oh a dare. Goodness. Or you know, you could throw an acid splash or something yeah, if you weren't as brave. Then there's a chance it won't hit you at least. The head of this massive beetle stares at all of you as you begin to approach closer. It oddly has three empty eye sockets would stare out at you from where once the three-eyed scarab was. And of course, for any of you who've ever seen the symbol for the nation of Osirian, you know that the Osir the scarab on the nation of Osirian's flag is three-eyed also, because it's Olnot. He's the mascot. Uh, its jaws are split open, and all of you can see that there are guard posts posted at its jaws as you actually have to walk through the mouth of Olnot to enter into the Black Dome. Cool. That's where the Pharaoh lives. He lives inside the entire thing. More likely than not, you won't have any business there. N nor no. do I want any. That's a bit terrifying looking. It's kind of neat, honestly. I, I don't know. It'd be kind of cool to meet the Pharaoh, even though I've heard he's not very nice. Average people aren't nice, usually. There are a line of parishioners already lined up in front of it. Uh, Hollis, you are aware that the guard allows 100 and 
only 100 non-occupants into the Black Dome every day. Interesting. Whoa. Uh, it is also on a first come first serve basis. This includes the city's nobility. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I in bet essence, they pay it, somebody to sit in line for them. Probably. There is stuff in there. There's like an observatory or something. And there's some things in there that might there's be There's an actual druid gro- grove inside of it. It's pretty cool. That's right. Is Mama Nafra back here? Quite feasibly. I imagine we should she... keep our heads down because we probably do not need to draw that <laughs> attention to Yeah, us. that's going to be <laughs> awkward. <laughs> yep. Maybe she likes fish girls. <laughs> do I know the name of a Seeker's <laughs> like, stay um, in? I'm married. Sorry. <laughs> that's also true. I. I would doubt it, just because I don't think Hollis would probably have spent much time in inns. Okay, because I was going to tell Sarathet where we were probably going to stay, but I can send her a message, not a problem. You can send a runner. I'll split off from here. I I need to go and explain myself. Well, let me know if you need anything, and uh, you know, I'll send you a, a message once I know where we're staying. Uh, good luck. I hope everything works out for you. I imagine it will. You know, sorry about threatening you with my kukri for so long. I gave you good reason. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me know if there's anything more I can do to help. And uh, in the meantime, I'll do my own further investigations, because if we can do anything to stop, she glances around what might be coming. I'm mm-hmm. more than happy to assist you. Of course. We appreciate it. I'll see you soon. She nods, turns, makes her way off in the direction of the Temple of the All-Seeing Eye. So basically just turning off down the side street, even without all of her magical powers. Uh, again, she's a rather capable individual, and so she's probably not that too worried about wandering around here on her own. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to go across this bridge now. And Hollis takes a, a sharp left and continues across the, the bridge. Turning left, you all pass beneath the gaze of the Temple of the Eternal Sun, which is the Temple of Serenrae. Mm. Uh, after so many thousands of years of occupancy, the of being occupied by a foreign power, the Temple of Serenre is actually still the most commonly attended church in Sothis <laughs> and is one of its predominant religions. In large part because Serenre is a little bit more approachable than the god that basically says, magic is amazing. Can you cast magic? No, you suck. <laughs> I love it. I'm here for it. So while the Temple of Nethys is actually larger and probably carries more political power, the Temple of the Eternal Sun is kind of more... The everyman's church. Accepting. Uh, in addition to that... Hollis, you would be aware that shortly before Kemet I seized control of the country, the church seized the palace of Ifrin uh, Erkin II, which was this building, oh. uh, as this building was the seat of government at the time because he didn't like living inside of the Black Dome. Interesting. I mean, it's all dark and scary in there, so, you know, it makes sense. I'm just yep. giving you all like, the, the longest historical tour of Sothis, which is essentially just Rick's uh what Rick is describing. <laughs> you're basically you're basically pulling a, a tour guide here. Yep. It's true. I have my tour guide card and everything. Here's my badge. Yeah. Lovely docent. <laughs> uh, as a fun side note, the Church of Serenere contributed many of the palace's furnishings to the construction of the Palace of the Fourthbringer. <laughs> huh. uh, it is led by the twin priest Mikai and Nebti Shinai. Twin power. Twin powers activate. <laughs> yep, one of them can turn into an animal, the other one can turn into any form of water. And oddly, a bucket. <laughs> yeah, that's the weird one, right? Uh, from here, you do need to make your way across the uh, central island that basically the island that stands in the center or the island in the center of the Sphinx River that separates Eastern and Western Sothis. Uh, this is referred to as the Eye of Sothis. One, because it's actually a little bit oblong. So if you're viewing it and kind of turning your head to the kind side, it does look eye. like an eye, like kind of like a cat's eye. Uh, two, it also gets that name because it is the headquarters of the city watch. 
the eyes of Sothis. Hmm. That makes cool. sense. Cool. They get their own island fort. Yep. You have to pass by what is referred to as the first fortress to make your way from one side of this to the other. So as such, they can immediately shut down either bridge. Uh, each of these bridges are large enough to allow boats to pass underneath them and the canals off to either side and allow free passages of the ships. However, both of them have chains attached so they can actually block off the river if they need to during a time of siege or anything like that. City finds this super interesting because it's all engineering. Okay, Hollis is, is sure to point out the engineering facts. <laughs> um, yep, there is another market here. Although the market here is primarily for food vendors, as it mostly serves people going to or from either side of the island, and therefore they're stopping here to eat. Oh, you gotta try this, and I'll take you to my favorite food vendor and buy everyone a snack. Uh, other than that, you also know that, oddly enough, the southern portion of this island does contain a semi-open church. You're not positive that's the proper term referred to as the moat, which is the center of the cult of Nergaber in all of Osirian. So if you actively want to worship the god of secrets and poison. So, wait, it's but it but it's known where this is? Yeah. Weird. It's an open secret. Or at the very least, this location of the church is known, whether or not this is the central base. I was going to say, this is the public face, and there's it's another where building the somewhere. where hang out. Exactly. You know? <laughs> but then the true believers get the secret, like, you know, directions to the, the real true. church, you know? Also, I decided we're eating falafel. That is what I find us on the bridge to eat. Uh, My favorite. Oh, oh yeah. Some falafel there. And some dates. That's the and some stuff. dates for sweetness. Love falafel. Um, also, I just find it interesting that the cult of Nergaber's main base is uh, on the far side of the island from... From the cops? The, the city guard, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the city guard was like, fine, you guys can have a temple, but we have to keep an eye on you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, as far as a memorable landmark is concerned, there is a replica of the obelisk of uh, Asgahod located hmm. here. Although the actual Asgahod spire is located inside of the Church of Nethys. I guess because normal people can't go see it. And that's actually, oh, okay. actually accessing the, like, Hollis wasn't able to ever go and see it. Mm -hmm. uh, it is reserved only for high priests and priestesses. Hollis might be fancy now. She's got, like, 12 levels of magic. Yeah. You basically, all you have to do is really walk up and cast a six-level spell, and they're like, you're in. Go <laughs> <Right>. ahead. <laughs> nice. Uh, from there, you make your way into the Canal District, which is the industrial heart of Sothis. This is the busiest place that you've been, and that's even counting the giant market that you walked by. Although no one here is haggling or anything like that, they're mostly just kind of shoving you out of the way as they're going about their own jobs, Masika uh, which has is nonstop. refuses in to front move. of her with her arms wrapped around him like he's a stuffed animal. Careful, careful. If he sees something shiny and pulls a Narmer and wanders <laughs> off, we'll never find him again. <laughs> it's so yes. amazing here. We'll, we'll start the chase mechanics up and start fleeing from the guards. <laughs> we should shut up a clockwork workshop here. There's too many be people. So much fun. Too many people. You can put a little shine outside. It just says like minimum or maximum three. <laughs> and then they all have to like queue up. Anyway. How are you going to enforce that? I enforce it with acid. <laughs> I mean, I mean it seems a little evil, but okay. <laughs> we just put a little shine of a spitting catfish underneath it. Everyone would understand what that means. <laughs> I, I don't think anyone would understand what that means. Well, catfish don't typically spit acid. That's true. That's, I am that's special. Unique. That's true. Anyway, that's just my thought. <laughs> I don't. I don't think we should move to Sothis. Okay. I also don't think we should be disfiguring people with acid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Except for all those cultists I did it to. Well, they well, blow up when they, they die. They so. deserved it. First off, they were, <laughs> you know, 
evil. We're not just like random people on the side of the street. That's a totally different thing. <laughs> who are you to decide who deserves it or not? Well, the guards probably won't like you to do that, and they're not very friendly. Well, that's fair. Uh, really, the only other thing that you could point out that may be of uh, probably only some interest to Citra and not anyone else is that uh, the Canal District is also the home of the Sand Swept Hall, which is the only functioning Pathfinder Society Lodge in Osiris. Oh, yeah. Oh. There's a Pathfinder here if your boy wants to be a Pathfinder again, I guess. Um, I don't know because he never gives me the right information in his messages. Mm. Well, we're going to meet him in what, two weeks down in Wati? Or on? No, Wati. Um, Apparently, unless whatever is happening in Wati is, or is it Wati or is it on? Is the bad thing happening? But he's gonna be in Wati. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure Kelru is keeping an eye on him. Oh, sure. You know, I used to be annoyed that Zosair didn't really talk, but you have the opposite problem with Falto, so maybe I've got the better deal. Well, in person, (laughs) it's not so bad. Because then I get a lot of information out of him. It just takes a few extra minutes. But <laughs> when he is limited to his words, then, I, then I'm then i just left wanting. I think he's just bad at counting. It's possible. Maybe he's dyslexic. Not sure that has anything to do with counting. <laughs> I don't know. I was just throwing it out there. Also, there actually, there actually is a, a numeral dyslexia. There but is, but it's not called dyslexia. It's I know, I was, yeah. but I couldn't think of what dyscrafia, it was called. Dyscrafia? Dyscrafia sounds right. No, that's writing, I think. That's writing. Dis numerologia. So. <laughs> numerologia. <laughs> I don't know, man. Discalcula. Discalcula. Okay, that makes sense. Like calculator. Maybe he has that uh, that problem where you can't do math very well. I yeah, have maybe. that problem. Mm, I mm. think we all. I have don't know. That. I've never really had to do a lot of math. Is it hard? Well, you see, when I was real young, I'm a you walking know, I was calculator. A, a child, barely able to see over my mom's knee. I was like 80. They gave me this <laughs> abacus. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't get old. I like my old elf jokes. <laughs> A young child time. of 87. <laughs> barely barely old enough to do anything. Not even old enough to go to school yet. <laughs> Elves age at the same rate as humans. They just slow they down. Just... <laughs> I went to university at 100, okay? Before that, I wasn't Hurry mature enough for university. I had to stay with my parents. But yeah, that's like after like, you know, <laughs> 75, 80 years of just like, you know, doing whatever, you know. Oh, yep. my God. But yeah, Hollis would be able to point out that the Sandswept Hall is off down that a ways, pointing off towards the south. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a side note, more likely not, Hollis never had any reason to deal with the Pathfinder Society. Nah. Their lodge here is actually an old prison, oh. of which they still rent out cells. That's uh, good. If the guard runs out of room for other prisoners and needs to store them there. <laughs> Uh, they also have a them. they also have a somewhat negative repu- reputation beyond just the whole grave robbing thing, mm-hmm. because the Sand Swept Hall also sometimes hires out pathfinders as bounty hunters. Uh, Maybe you should tell whoa. Citra to hide her wayfinder. Oh, uh, people! I mean, I don't know if it's worth hiding, but I would tell you the, the deal with them. Hmm. They're not true archaeologists sometimes, or at least the ones that have been around here aren't. Maybe they are now because it's legal. I don't know. I mean. Yeah, it's fairly recent. Now they can be totally legitimate, right? Yeah, now it's fine. Before, it was like, what are you doing here? We're allowed to be here. You're not. Interesting. Then we all started blasting. No, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Then we all started casting left, right, and center. Mm -hmm. You continue to follow this major thoroughfare. Cross a bridge. The canal district is separate from Sphinx side, and there isn't a bridge that crosses the canals to lead you over there. Hmm. Uh, In large part because many of the... Uh, bridges in the canal district are not high enough for large boats to pass under. 
And so when they need major thoroughfares, they just don't have any bridges at all. Here you enter into the Street of Artisans. This is kind of the, if you're going to get something nice made, this is the place you get it made. The Street of Artisans also contains numerous magic shops. Mm-hmm. This is kind of the place you go to if you need a custom magical item made. However, if you're not getting it custom made, then you're better off going to the bazaar because most of these places don't have necessarily storefront storefronts, as in they don't keep inventory. More along the lines of they create these items and then they sell them off to other merchants. So this is where all the enchanters are. Yeah, Citra's kind of. doing like the anime eyes where she's all excited about Yeah, all like everything. I'm like, at. this place has cool stuff. This place has cool stuff. That guy's where I got a cool thing one time. <laughs> uh, there are also just classic artisans here. So artisans that mainly focus on actually making art, carving statues, so on. Uh, there are numerous people here that are that have basically dedicated themselves to mimicking the ancient Osiriani style. So people will commission art pieces and then pick them up in the same style of ancient Osirian. If there are any of them that are damaged or slightly less than standard craftsmanship, they'll still sell them. They'll just sell to merchants who then try to pass them off as authentic back in the mm. bazaar. <laughs> oh, you could pick up your husband, one of the, a real nice uh, pectoral. as like a gift, like a souvenir. As like a, sorry, I've been gone forever. You should get your girlfriend something to make her know you were thinking that's about expected, her. expected, right? That you yes. come back with a gift? Okay. Judy, yes. I have a whole collection of rocks. I think she's worth a little bit more than rocks. He just Maybe looks over at ones. like everyone but Sudi. Girls like rocks, right? The shiny kind, sure. The very, shiny very rocks. shiny kind. Okay. Boys like rocks, too, to be fair. I think everybody likes shiny rocks. There's this one spitting belt in my chest. I think it keeps some things going. I'll just polish this real quick. Nice. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. I was just like, okay, cool. Sounds good. <laughs> I, think it's my, I think it's my timing belt. So hopefully that doesn't go out. Never. <laughs> you make your way north through the streets of artisans into the back streets. As you continue to make your way, the, the buildings here become less and less like shiny, white, sand-blasted, beautiful structures and become a little bit more grimy, a little bit more grimy. The streets become a little bit more crowded, a little bit more crowded, to the point where you have to, like, duck off into alleyways if someone's making their way down the street with a cart mm. before you continue to make your way up into Sphinx Side. Sphinx Side has uh, artisans who basically dedicate themselves to making frauds, as oh. well as a lot of people that are just out there working in that whole, like, I'm not in it for the money, I'm in it for the art. Yeah. Uh, mm. Which means that they don't have money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Fair. Sp speaking as someone who has uh, artistic inclinations, I am very well aware of how difficult it is to actually make any money with your art. Yeah. I like um, to call this the, st that's the street of artisans, and this is the street of struggling artisans. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the best of them eventually just graduate by moving further south. Mm -hmm, that's exactly. just kind of what happens. Uh, this is also where a fair number of performers live that usually perform outside of this area. Like you don't mm. see street performers performing here, but as you're making your way through here, especially because it's earlier on still in the day, there are a number of people either coming home after a full night worth of performing elsewhere uh, or just getting up and starting their days leaving the Sphinx side. Despite having so many artistic people, there's not a whole lot of art going on here. Oh, and your temple's over there. I point toward the river. You know that there are numerous bridges that cross back over onto the island that contains not just the Temple of Phrasma, the High Temple of Phrasma for all of Osirian, but also the Necropolis of the Faithful, which is Sothis's Necropolis. Uh, are you attempting to find a place to stay in Sphinxside? I think so. I guess so, yeah. 
Okay. Go ahead and whoever wants to roll me a diplomacy. I have that. I don't. I can so. aid. But, yeah, I'll try to aid. I roll a nat 20 for a 35. I, I, I you can't with an not 11. aid you, so I. A 37, aid you. a 39. Okay. So, yeah, you ask around for a little bit, talk to some of the locals, find a particularly trustworthy looking mason. That guy's solid. Ah, uh, because he works with stone. I got yeah. it. Yeah. Solid as a rock. How fancy of an inn are we looking at? Something where we don't feel like we're going to get robbed and is just nice, you know? Like, like not a Motel 6, but like like a like not a, a Holiday Inn, you know? Or like a yeah. Fairfield. Like a La Quinta, maybe? Yeah. Okay. I'd go a step up from La Quinta. So, all right. So on a scale of uh, one to six, one being we'll probably get lice and six being lavender-scented baths, where are you going? Like, like a, a three or a four. Four. Yeah. 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 Nice four. enough that my friends may want to come visit me again. And they might have a <laughs> okay. business center where our people who are going to be doing business can, like, you know, write their scrolls and enchant their I'll items. I'll do that in my room. <laughs> I have a writing desk. No, I don't know. I mean, a four is probably the best you can get in Sphinx side anyway. Yeah, that's uh, that's good. Yeah, there you okay. go. Okay. So he points you to a inn called the Casual Camel. Love it. Masika's in. It has the word camel in it. <laughs> <laughs> As both a, uh, a local watering hole as well as a place that has a couple of rooms available. Uh, arriving here, you find that the casual camel during this time of the day is very casual, as in there's a couple people eating. Yeah, it'd probably be kind of brunch at this point, uh, but not much else here. An elderly woman sits behind the counter and smiles as you make your way in, welcomes you to the casual camel. Asking her about uh, in-stay, you would be aware that... Um, a stay here, a room that can house two is two gold pieces and includes one mil. How many rooms do we want to get? I'm going to sleep for like two hours, so... Masika's I mean. going to be crafting for pretty much the entire time we're here. So two rooms, I think. Yeah. So either everyone can mark off ten gold pieces for just saying that you're going to be here for like the next week or so, and that's also sure. covering your buying other mills other than the one free meal you get a day here. That works. That one free meal is more than sufficient to tide Sudi over. <laughs> well, yeah. Sudi's a breakfast-only kind of person. Sometimes it's the joy of eating more than actually being hungry. I'm not we're saying he's not going like... to snack on some falafel, but like okay. you know, technically like he doesn't need to pay extra city. for food. We're in the big city. You got to have some cuisine experiences. Uh, there is also a bathhouse next door if you want to avail yourself of that. Heck yes! I feel like we need a heck oh, of yes. a bath. It's yeah. bath time. Uh, standard bathhouse is uh, it's a, just a standard bathhouse for the locals here, but if you want the. Uh, the full treatment where they, you know, bring out the pumice stones and brush out Sudi's fur and all the rest Woo! of that. It is one I gold need piece. That. One gold piece well spent. But I suppose once you get yourself settled in, yeah, I think you guys are all buying and selling gear for the next week, basically, uh, yep. now that you're here. So Pretty I'm much. going to assume, uh, Hollis, that you're planning on letting Sarathet know where you're staying? Yep, I can send her a message. Uh, she sends a response back that she has informed the church basically what happened to her. Mm -hmm. Dancing around exactly, basically stating that all of you were responsible for freeing her from its control, mm. but not really bringing up that you were using another artifact level item. Mm. Yeah, or thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> Ixnay on the artifact day. Let's meet in person to talk through the rest of this. Or that the possessing spirit is elsewhere. In addition to that, she states that she was vague pertaining towards where you are now. Okay. Cool, so they're not going to come looking. Yeah. Yeah. Hollis is, of course, aware that if the church really wanted to try to find you, they have plenty of diviners, but at the moment, that's probably not raising any suspicions. Yeah. Uh, Sudi, if you want to, you can make your way to the Necropolis of the Faithful and then yeah. to the Temple of Phrasma. 
Uh, the Necropolis of the Faithful is a quiet, it's kind of like a bastion or a, an island of quiet in this constant sea of motion surrounding it on every side as far as Sothis is concerned. Uh, most of the necropolis here is made up of limestone and granite structures and is, uh, from what you understand, Garun's oldest place of burial. Interesting. Built on the original grounds of the High Temple of Phrasma until apparently they just ended up having to turn the Temple of Phrasma there into another mausoleum because they ran out of room. And then they built a new temple. It is a quiet place making your way through. It's mostly just people coming to pay their respects to the dead. Um, of course, in Osirian um, brain, to be cremation. In Osirian, cremation is an extraordinarily uncommon practice, considering the importance of the body in its continued mm-hmm. journey journey into the afterlife, which was maintained even when they stopped necessarily following the beliefs of the old gods. Uh, and as such, everyone needs to be buried somewhere. In some cases, this is kind of potter's fields, where the poor are just buried in mass numbers. However, they're all still interred with full rites from the priests of Phrasma, even if they are not provided with a headstone or anything like that. Uh, their names are also recorded on a massive wall that is some 80 feet in length. Whoa, cool. So even if they don't get an individual grave, at the very least, their name remains. Uh, the clerics of Phrasma make their way to and fro, and eventually you can make your way to the to the High Temple of Phrasma, which is a massive dome structure with numerous spires. All of them... St- strangely a little short as if like there's the dome and then there's a little spire that comes off the top but it's almost as if it's just held back instead of being a standard spire length i don't think you have hollis with you nope uh you may make an all local if you so wish no i can't don't have that you can ask okay. hollis later uh i can also give it to you now with the assumption that you talk to hollis later about it sure no man-made structure can be taller than the spire of Askahod. ah okay. in the city of sothis building codes mm-hmm. yep it's kind of like, uh, I think Washington, D.C. has the same thing, that no structure can be taller than the Washington Monument. Mm. Uh, yeah, something like that, or some building. So, of course, they specify man-made because the Black Dome is actually taller. Sure. Well, you know, they didn't get to pick that. They should have made the uh, the Spire of Asgahad taller. Yep. Uh, checking with the priest there, I'm sure you're not going to walk in and then ask to speak with the high priestess or anything like that. Well, no. Unless you need <laughs> her for something later. Like, I think casting ninth-level spells. Jesus. Wow, really? people do not screw around. Dang, top stuff. No, uh, Sudi will uh, just inquire. No, no, she's she's fourteenth level, so not quite. Uh, okay, but uh, Sudi will inquire specifically about you know basically be like you know, hey, I'm Sudi. I'm from Wati. Um, the our head. Hey, our, do you really want to give away like all that kind of information? Considering we do have a reputation in Wati. I mean, may, maybe a like good have a reputation with the Church good, of Charisma. Yeah. Yes, of us also having an artifact. No, Septi has the artifact, remember? Yeah. They, she came here and didn't have it with her, right? Mm. I'm just saying, I say less is more in this situation. They're going to ask what my name is. You could give a fake name. Sudi's got no bluff. It's also for Rasma, not Nethys. Like, Hollis would easily be like, okay, we can lie to Nethys people. It's fine. For Asma's different. Okay. I'm, well, and it's I'm also Sudi. You should have gone with him if you death. wanted to. Rain well, in. she took the mask from him. He doesn't have that, at least. Well, yeah. yeah. Although, to be fair, I could have just put it in my bag of holding. But anyway. But nope. really, just be like, hey. <laughs> I could have still had it on me. <laughs> yeah, but basically been like, you know, hey, I'm Sudi from Wati. Our head priestess, Septi the Crocodile, was making her way here. I wanted to inquire if she ever arrived and where she at now. You're informed that Septi the Crocodile never left Wati uh, and never came here. 
You may make a sense motive. That's not true. Um, that's a wink sense wink. motive. Yeah. I roll a 19 for a 28. Oh, nice. Sense motive. Uh, you get the distinct impression that A, she is not telling the truth, and B, she does not trust you. All right. Well, then I was poorly misinformed and have come all this way for nothing. That's a little frustrating, but understandable. Thank you so much for your time. Sudi turns and just beelines it right back out. She wishes you safety on your journey back. You're not even going to pray at your temple? <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Sudi will, like, you know, catch a prayer and, like... <laughs> you could have brought up that you're one of the spires. Yeah, aren't you, like, representative of the... Uh, the voices of the spire? The voices of a spire, and you have, like, whoever's blessing... You remember this? What happened to not giving them any details about who I am? You're, we're not with you. <laughs> anyway. I don't know. I, don't I was know. trying to hit a middle ground here between telling them my entire life story and telling them nothing. So. <laughs> any cultist cat folk could put on an eye patch and claim to be Sudi. <laughs> <laughs> but would he have these rippling muscles? I'm sure Sudi at this point with his, uh, what is it, 22 strength can oh do the, uh, the Terry Crews, like, you know, boob dance. <laughs> you should have done the Terry Crews <laughs> boob dance at her. I just love I was... that you made your hands do the boob dance I'm not you. strong enough to do a boob dance. <laughs> oh. I'll also point out that six of those strengths come from a magical item that if Hollis put it on would not make Hollis swole, just grants magical strength. Well, Hollis, you know. paint, Hollis has Citra paint on the, like, abs, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you are in the artisan district. I like to think it makes me physically stronger, but okay. Oh my God. Well, I mean, it makes you physically stronger. It probably just does not increase just muscle mass. It makes you more like Luke Kang in that new Mortal Kombat where he's, like, really tiny but really strong. No, when he took his shirt off, that boy was nothing but muscle like Bruce I know, but Lee. He was like small, but he had so it was like too many muscles for such a small body. Small it was but like small. ridiculous. Yep. Small but small. It was like a greyhound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How are yes, you so skinny but Holland so muscular? <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Masika, what are you doing in the meantime? Masika is crafting so many things. Well, two okay. things, but she's crafting. So I suppose Masika is spending the day going out buying a whole bunch of supplies and all the rest of that. Mm. And Citra, what are you doing? Citra is in that artisan district. She is buying some paints, and she, well, maybe not buying any because she's broke, but uh, she's looking at all the artsy stuff. You gonna get your boyfriend a gift? Possibly. Because apparently we're all buying gifts for our bows. Hollis has no one to buy gifts for, so she's just encouraging everyone else to buy gifts. She's gonna paint a portrait of Falta. Oh, I mean, I could. That'd be weird. From memory, see how much you remember of him. <laughs> It'd also be great if you like you painted this portrait of him, but you're just like going off of all the stories and your like misconceptions about what like Taldor and all the rest of that's like. <laughs> so you're just like, <laughs> so it's a bunch of castles in the background, but they're all like Osirian style, like domes. And you know, there's <laughs> a lot of green, but it really just looks like green sand. <laughs> yeah, just, I don't know what grass really. All looks the horses like, are yeah. just weird camels. <laughs> Well, yep. I mean, there's horses in Osirian, too. Yeah, I know. I just wanted the camel joke. <laughs> yeah. Someone pointed out to me a long time back that Falto would have known what camels are because uh, I forgot that uh, Absalom, they use camels and not horses. Uh, oh. So, I did not remember that. Whomever pointed that out, if you're uh, if you're listening, thank you for pointing that out. I'm yeah, sorry that I don't you. remember that name from three years ago. <laughs> I was going to say, it's probably been over 100 episodes since. But that. I do remember you stating that. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so yeah, you buy or you sell off all of your assorted ill-gotten gains you which is a lot of stuff which is a lot of stuff you then uh, i guess set about beginning to purchase things uh-huh. uh, new gear new supplies the next couple of days passes by 
I imagine rather quickly. Again, this is a massive city to explore for any of those of you inclined to go around and actually, you know, explore the city some with parks and gatherings and playhouses and art. And it's a cultural center in the very center of the nation of Osirian. Hollis takes you to all the best restaurants. All the best, all the food. Food. Um, Again, for Sudi, this place is mind-numbing. Literally, it's so loud. Literally, Sphinx Side has the population of Wati. Good gracious! And again, Wati was at the very least somewhat spread out, as mm-hmm. you know they basically built a giant necropolis once everyone died, and then just expanded from there. So the city was at the very least wide enough. Here, there are times where you have to turn down or you have to turn sideways to make your way down an alleyway. Goodness. It is a cramped place. Full of people. Uh, Hollis, you're back home. Mm -hmm. Or at the very least, what has been your most recent home. It's Mm -hmm. probably a little weird for you not to be able to return back to the Temple of Nethys. It's very, I look longingly out the window in that direction all the time. Yep. Um, Staring off into the far distance. It's not forever. It's true. Masika mostly locks herself away to do her various uh, work here. Uh, again, your room's nice enough that it actually has a bath, so I imagine she probably spends lots of time just like this table full of various alchemical reagents and, you know, magical accoutrement. Now I'm going to gently float in a bathtub forever. Rub-a-dub-dub, yep. Masika in a tub. Masika can't <laughs> breathe water, correct? No, but she has a swim speed, so I imagine she's very comfortable in water. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, you would not want to swim in the Sphinx River at any point anywhere around Synthus. <laughs> I don't imagine. Oh, it's dirty. No. It's it's real bad. Um, Where all the waste goes. But I imagine if you actually go over to the bathhouse, some of the bath like some of the areas of the bathhouse are long enough that you can actually swim. Mm, so, fun. yep, Masika spends like every other day over at the bathhouse. <laughs> Narmer mostly, you know, sits at the window and stares out longingly. Masika, no. Can I go with Shooty? No. Can I go with Shitra? Shitra's no. responsible. <laughs> can I go with Hollis? She's magic. No, you cannot leave. You're really Rapunzel in him right now. <laughs> <laughs> the plague. He, he is very squirrely, and I'm afraid he'll get lost. What's a you squirrel? You should go too, then. Oh, I no. am less than 1% squirrel. That one cog. Any... That's a mechanical squirrel cog. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. You can yep. go with Citra if you wear a harness and a leash. <laughs> <laughs> She'll just carry him around like a little balloon. It'll be great. Oh, a little balloon. Yes. I find this acceptable. (laughs) As long as I get to choose the color. Awesome. Masika probably says that after two days of him sitting there like Disney princess staring out the window singing part of your world. And then interrogating everybody who comes back. It's like, come back, tell me the stories. It was so lonely. I got gashes and gizmos up in the <laughs> I got hooshish and watch it galore. Oh uh, I can't remember if that's how that goes, but I think it is. It is. Uh, yeah. Yes. Right. It's been a while. It's a good movie, though. You want yeah. thingamabobs? I got, I got 20. 20. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I may have seen that movie like a hundred freaking times. It's after the third or fourth time he screams, I want more as loud as he can. <laughs> <laughs> But again, the days just kind of pass, bleed into one another as you buy and sell all of your gear. Uh, feasibly, if you wanted to, even one day, you could possibly get up early enough and uh, make your way inside the Black Dome. That's fine. Let's do it. Um, while I mean, you can't really go and see the, uh, 
Yeah, well, you can't really do anything as far as, like, other than stare from a distance at the palace of the Fourthbringer uh, and probably duck out of the way as far as, you know, everyone but Masika is concerned when you see, like, the um, the golden pagoda making its way by that you can only ah. imagine probably bears Mom and Afra. Uh, yeah, we duck at the higher bear. and just hide, like, like oh. no. Especially Sudi, he's very distinctive. <laughs> I can cast Seeming on us if we're wandering the city. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, if, yeah. if we're wandering about, about together, I say we should. Y'all do don't want to talk to Mom and Afra? Not without I, Onuris. <laughs> I don't, because she is still very loyal to the I will, I will to point out that friends. she took Onuris' body back with her. True. Yeah, <laughs> she's so very she nice. Does. She is nice to a point. She has her motives. Yeah. There's a temple of Horus around here somewhere that theoretically Onuris should be buried at, by the There's way. There's a yeah. shrine of Horus, yeah. I, I know that um, Citra is intending to go visit. Uh, but she doesn't want to talk to Mama Nofra because Mama Nofra might tell the prince that we're there and then want the mask, and that ain't happening. That's fair, mm-hmm. yes. Um, can we know a little bit more about what the Grove is and what the Sothis Exhibitory is? Because these all seem really fun. Uh, the uh, Sebastian Grove is a collection of druid-tended saplings. Okay, uh, not what I was thinking it was. I was like, is that a play on Shakespeare? No. <laughs> However, the druids, while they do allow other druids as well as naturally-minded people are concerned, this is not a park, and so regular people aren't allowed in there, even nobles and such aren't allowed in there. have to keep off the grass and all that, you know? Mm. Uh, it's one of those places where you walk up, they ask you something in a language you can't possibly know, uh, and then when you don't respond, you're told to get lost. Hollis is like, maybe in the next hundred years I'll be a druid. No, what you gotta <laughs> do is you gotta cast tongues, and then go over there. Yep. Huh. Let you in. Uh... Minute Nasty's uh, Ori is a massive clockwork model of the solar system. Oh, Ooh. there we go. I'll show that Whoa, to, to Masika. Cool. That'll get her out of the hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure Masika is very impressed with it. Narmer particularly is. Uh, mm-hmm. Fortunately, you have him on a leash, so he can't fly up there and mess around with the planets. Yes. <laughs> but again, it's a massive model of the solar system. Interestingly enough, there is an obelisk near it uh, that appears to be magical in origin. Uh, it's an odd pink stone and appears to contain numerous. It's Himalayan sea salt. Himalayan sea. It is pure salt. <laughs> That's why they have to keep all cows out of here. No, <laughs> no, it seems to be covered with various hieroglyphs. All of these numbers in this case, all of them seemingly counting down. Oh, although how that relates to the movement those. of these planets, you don't know. I did. a Yeah, I was going to say we I did a whole uh, share lore on those. They've come up several times in my Cthulhu ones as well. Check out all the share lures, also uh, Doomsday Dawn, as well as uh, some of the previous, I think, Packstone Pyramid and some of the other ones. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, other than that, you can also one. make your way to the Sothis uh, Exhibitory, which yeah. is the finest museum in Osirian. Ooh. You can pretty much spend an entire day wandering this place and not run out of things to look at. Oh, so it's like the Louvre. Yep. Cool. It is uh, basically a massive historical collection assembled by the Ministry of Culture which has been established since the reign of the uh, of Kemet I. The Ministry of Culture is also, of course, responsible for purchasing all of the things looted from tombs by Pathfinders and others. Hmm. And basically then it's that whole idea that, you know, people will come here and loot our tombs anyway, so we might as well sanction it and then have them sell it to us hmm. instead of taking it out of here and then selling it to collectors in Taldor so that they can do mummy unwrapping parties or something. Yeah. Cool. Uh, which is... Um, I mean, it's something that happened in the real world, England, yeah. so I'm sure it happened. It actually happened in the real world, America, too. Yeah. But uh, I'm sure it's something that pretty. happens in you know, fantasy, Taldor. Well, I'm pretty sure there are several um, cultures that are requesting that the British Museum give their stuff back. 
Oh, well, yeah, and true. they're not doing it. Yep, they should be. However, you can come in here and uh, magic, of course, protects the various artifacts on display with most of the powerful uh, artifacts protected by even in an even more secure annex. Uh, however, none of you have access to that annex, which can be granted only by permission of the Pharaoh himself. Mm. Well, that's fine. We've got we've got however, enough artifacts as it is. Yeah. <laughs> however, you do get to like wander around here and check out. This is lower A artifacts, not capital A artifacts. Mm -hmm. So not to confuse you by walking in here and being like, and this is the you know, sarcophagus of soul stealing. <laughs> Feel free to step inside, children. Um, wow. Only it only works on children. <laughs> got an interactive exhibit right here. It's true. Yep. It's all toilet paper. They wrap you up. All the tour guides are just uh, good aligned mummies. <laughs> like it Weird. happens. Weird. Our goes come right this way. And this nice. was my burial mask. But I imagine you probably all spend a good day basically running around and doing that. Uh, before you buy, sell, purchase all of your new upgrade, all of your new magical items. So, yeah, I believe you guys got a chance to do that. So uh, why don't you guys tell me a little bit, uh, not the boring stuff, but something cool that you guys picked up. All since right. you guys are upgrading yourselves in preparation for book five. Hollis got a lesser rod of Quicken. That's unfair. Always a good buy. Always a good buy. <laughs> Quicken um, magic missiles and crap. Quicken fireballs, really, if you want to. I'm quickening the bejesus out of stuff. And uh, quicken I got haste a whole is honestly spells. probably the most unfair. Yeah, I do have I do have some plans. Uh, I've not bought a bunch of spells. There you go. Ooh, very cool. What about Sudi? All right, so Sudi only bought two items um, because money was tight because I picked up that plus six uh, belt of physical might or whatever. Mm. <laughs> no. Yeah, but that that <laughs> was definitely a, a good thing for Sudi. Get some winged boots. I can fly three times per day for Ooh. up to five minutes. Screw you, Sky Pharaoh. Take that, it Sky Pharaoh. It only took four books, but now, now ah, they've learned. <laughs> now Sudi flies. <laughs> nice. Uh, Masika, what'd you get? Uh, Masika upgraded her armor, but she did make a really cool thing called a clockwork songbird. Um, so she made a little, another little clockwork friend. To yes. sing along with Narmer while he's doing his Disney songs because he can't leave the room. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> it is a, a little clockwork bird, and it can sing several different types of songs. Um, the first song is the uh, Airy Aria, which gives everybody a plus 10 bonus to their base speed or a plus one dodge bonus to AC and a plus one, or and a plus one on their reflex saves their choice. Um, the other one is called the Gentle Lullaby. Um, it's only a DC 11, but if somebody fails their save, they become drowsy. And if they fail a second save, they fall asleep and are helpless. And then the third one, it's an inspiring anthem. It's basically bard song plus one. Nice. So it's part Jigglypuff. And it can uh, do this indefinitely once somebody gives it the command to do it. Cool. Yeah, because so. you uh, you use your craft construct to actually build mm -hmm. that, didn't you? Yes, I Masika built it. She made it. So, yeah. You made a little clockwork friend. That's so fun. now I guess you have a little clockwork. Uh, how does it describe it? This gilded mechanical bird produces melodious songs from its complex clockwork voice box. It looks like a little owl because that's just a sex cartouche. I know owls aren't songbirds, but it's <laughs> clockwork. It's not it. a song so much as a screech. <laughs> no, it still makes little, it makes songs kind of like a music box. Mm -hmm. But instead of looking like a songbird, it looks like an owl. That's super mm -hmm. cute. It is, uh, oh, it must be made of pretty light metal. It's 18 inches mm -hmm. uh, and weighs five pounds. It's aluminum. Yep. <laughs> and Masika will give Narmer the key. Okay. I can keep you winded, little buddy. <laughs> He loses it immediately. <laughs> no, it's on like a little necklace. 
<laughs> Narva carries very long conversations on with the bird who's incapable of responding because it does not have intelligence. Nope. That's like when you talk to your cat. Occasionally they meow back, but you're not really getting anything. And then Masika upgraded her armor and paid to get her buckler upgraded so her AC is better. But really, this, this little clockwork bird is where it's at. That you have to keep safe at all costs because I believe it has five hit points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does have five hit points. And a vulnerability to electricity, so yeah. I'll keep that in mind. You all just hear muffled music coming out of her back. <laughs> We're like, what is He that? lives in here. <laughs> he can live in the other side pouch that Narmer doesn't, and then when his head pops out when I need him to sing. Yeah. <laughs> so, Char, what did you get? Uh, well, other than the uh, boosts to my AC-giving uh, jewelry, I got an unfettered shirt, which allows nice. me to uh, escape things, which will be fun. Um, hoping not to have to use it, but still good to have. And then I really did not like being enfeebled, <laughs> so I I had Zitra pick up a headband of vast intelligence plus two. Nice. Well, technically the vast intelligence plus two doesn't give you anything to help you with the enfeebled. Except it makes you no, smart. No, but that's her logic. Oh, okay, I see. So if I get hit with this again, I'll at least have a three intelligence, because I'll have a one, but then I'll have a plus two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't know how magic really works. She just knows yeah. that it works. That's close to, like, Utyug intelligence. I'll be fine. Yeah, like, she's, <laughs> she, I mean, she and, and Hollis have lessons, but let's be honest, she's artsy, and so it takes a little longer for it to sink in. What uh, what skill did you choose to get the bonus on? I chose escape artist, actually. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Flee for your life. I'm sensing a pattern with Rachel that she's paranoid about being grappled and or captured by something. <laughs> I, I don't know what we're going to be facing in these pyramids and uh, that terrifies me. And you Ooh. commissioned a bunch of scrolls from Hollis who's going to make a bunch of scrolls. I did. That all uh, entail some sort of flight. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the sea invisibility, which uh, Citra just really liked having. That It's was very helpful. good. Hollis likes it too. <laughs> Does Citra go see on Eurus? Because now I'm interested in that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Citra would make a point to go over there. I don't know if she'd know where he was, but she's going to go look. Yeah, there is a shrine to Horus. It takes some questioning to go and find the shrine. I don't know if Sudi wants to come with. Sudi definitely wants to come with. I mean, Hollis knew him for a week. Eh, it feels <laughs> yeah weird. If it feels like a little bit more of an original doorkeepers thing. Yeah, Hollis is gonna scribe scrolls. Yeah, you can find the shrine to Horus. I imagine this is probably on your uh, after you've been here for close to about like eight or nine days. So you're getting close to leaving. You've gotten all of your new gear returned. Everyone's kind of getting ready. Citra and Sudi, you set off across the city, navigate your way back across the River Sphinx. Ask a few questions of the locals until you get pointed to the Temple of Horse. This is located in the Old City, a short distance away from the Black Dome. A long walk leads up to the Old Shrine here. A long walk that as you turn, you make your way, Sudi probably uncomfortably looks around as he had in a vision thousands of years ago, stood atop the steps here as the gods had made their choosing of the pharaoh. Yikes. We viewed it through the visions of Hakatep. You make your way around here, find an elderly man wearing simple robes and a headdress. He turns curiously as the two of you make your way up. Good morning. How can I be of assistance to you? Uh, we're actually looking for uh, a friend of ours who's supposed to be buried. Uh. Was he a priest? Yes, he was. I can lead you to the mausoleum. If it helps her um, ladyship, Mama Nafra was the one who uh, 
had it done. Ah, yes. I remember her. She was very insistent in particular pertaining towards the preparations and ceremony. I assumed that he was a a friend. He says friend with a little bit of friend. Uh, Kind of quotation marks around it. He was a friend, yes. He leads you around behind the shrine to a simple stone edifice. The door sealed shut by a large stone block. He is interred below with all those who have served in recent years. If you wish to make offerings here, you may. Thank you very much. He bows his head, makes his way off. Sudi and Citra, the two of you stand here, shoulder to shoulder, in front of this stone block. The eye of Horus engraved across its surface. Two small incense burners sit off towards your left and right and fill the air with this pleasant scent. And the rising sun paints the entirety of this building in golden shades. A small shrine has been erected in front of this door. A pedestal, an offering bowl, some candles unlit. I figure Citra goes up and lights the candles and makes an offering in the bowl. Yeah, Sudi will mirror her because Sudi doesn't really know what the proper form is here for Horus, I suppose. Citra neither remember. You guys are the ones with religion. She just knows Osiris. <laughs> I guess that's true. Let me make a knowledge religion see if I, I know anything about this. She just sees offering bowl, decides she will make an offering. The gods have smiled upon candles. me. I roll a perfect 20 for a 25. <laughs> there we go. What are we supposed to be doing? Wait, you. Wait, you only have a five? The people that are religious yeah. are Masika and Hollis. I mean, Sudi's religious, but I don't not get a lot studied. of ranks, man. The fact that I got <laughs> no, five I, in there I, is a lot. I don't know why I thought he had a higher religion than that. No, I, I don't put a lot of ranks into it because I've had no way of learning more religion stuff. You, you, what? Okay, whatever. Also, I don't have enough ranks. Like, yeah, I literally you don't, don't have, have enough, enough ranks. ranks yeah. is the real reason. I, yeah. I get two per plus intelligence with my living monolith levels. It's so little. You bow your head, whisper off the proper obediences to horse that you can remember, which is actually a surprising amount. I imagine it was one of those many days spent with Onurus when he was yep. praying in the mornings and all the rest of that when you weren't sleeping. You just kind of picked up a lot from him. The two of you lower your head in prayer. The soft scent of that incense burning. A smell so familiar. As if somehow just bringing back these memories of Onurus. Who, if I recall correctly, smelled like incense all the time. Yes, he did. That was one of his Azamar things. Sitting here with the smell of Onurus's cologne. Gently <laughs> wafting. Not Axe, no, something something nice. <laughs> Old Spice. Old Spice. Yeah, there yes. you go. You see that man's pecs? <laughs> you finish your prayers. Lower your head. Well, uh, I don't know if it... Uh, I mean, I'm sure it would make you feel better, but we did track Kabek down, and Sudi here uh, literally knocked him out of the sky. I got to fly. It was really cool. I could see why you thought it was really neat. You would have been very <laughs> proud. And there's a little part of me that thinks on her it was there because I heard the falcon cry. Um, I hope that in the Duat you are at peace. I hope you've been reunited with your wife. And I hope that I'll get to see you one day. But but not anytime soon, because I still have a lot to do. <laughs> and I'm not very good at this, Sudi. Um, Sutra just kind of sighs and reaches into her pack and she pulls out a, a thing of, uh, of date wine. And she's like, or on yours? Sure. So they both, she takes a swig and then hands it over to Sudi. Who also takes a swig. you pour some in the offering bowl? Yeah. Yep, pour some, one out for our homie. You know, that's what, what, what Falto did. Oh, exactly. 
It seemed appropriate. The mission is still not done. Your presence is missed, but we will be victorious in the end. And may the days to come not be our days. And maybe you'll be watching over us to help. Better be watching over. Oh, I mean, <laughs> he could always choose to go on. I would encourage that as a follower for Asmai. But if he didn't, maybe I'd be okay with it this time. I mean, he was very stubborn. I mean, he was stubborn enough to come back a second time. I mean, I think that's pretty stubborn. So he's probably just waiting and he's like, hurry up with the mask. On your the thrice dead when it comes back. <laughs> <laughs> you took so long, I became a spiritualist companion. <laughs> I'm back, oh baby. my goodness. <laughs> wow. No plan for if Masika falls in battle. <laughs> well, we will continue to do what we need to do and hopefully make you proud. I'm glad we were able to come visit. I miss you. Likewise. The two of you turn, make your way around to the front of the shrine. The old man, mysteriously gone. Mm, Although he might actually just be inside of the shrine intending uh, to. Ah, I was going to say, was that an old man on Eurus? Like. So, yeah, so somehow he traveled through time after coming back from the dead. He Captain America wow. does. <laughs> he Captain yeah. America does. Oh, no. Walks up to Sudi. He's like, I think this belongs to you now and holds over the mask. You're like, why did you get the mask? <laughs> <laughs> wow. You see the two twin statues of horse and they're perched upon the left shoulder, a one-eyed falcon. That's the boy. He cocks his head to the side to stare at you with his one good eye. And lets out one of those adorable little falcon chirps. Sudi will just hold up a hand and just kind of wave. Yeah, and Citra will He wave. flutters <laughs> down, lands on your extended arm, chirps at both of you again, gently nuzzles against each of you in an acknowledgement of the return of friends, his eye glancing back in the direction of the shrine. He then lets out a screech, leaps to the wing, and flies curiously back in the direction of the Black Dome. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know. Do you think he's leading us somewhere? We don't have time to look, but maybe after this whole thing with the Forgotten Pharaohs done, maybe we come back. Citra immediately pulls out two scrolls of fly. (laughs) 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 So he's cleaned his boots three times. I mean, I could use my... uh, I'm hoping you're not oh, going to yeah, see your sword. Yeah, you're your new scimitar. Just let it drag you through the sky like Thor's hammer. <laughs> We're going to have the guard running, like sprinting after us. Like, ah, oh, stop, 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 stop. So this is a no-fly zone. <laughs> you turn, begin to make your way. As you begin to navigate your way back, you get to the eye of Sothis. Before Citra, you feel a tingling in the back of your mind. Ooh. An experience you haven't had before, before a voice comes to you, familiar although you have not heard it in some time. Citra, it's Tetmanib. <laughs> Wati is under attack. Oh no! Uh-oh. A flying pyramid with beams of darkness and winged undead demands we turn over the doorkeepers. What? <laughs> oh dang! <laughs> Holy crud! Come quickly. <laughs> oh no. What? Wait, are you getting a mask vision? <laughs> you have the mask! You have uh, 25 words to respond. Oh! oh. As you are aware. Oh Let's my see God. if you do better than Falto. Oh, man. Really, all you have to say is we're on our way, and then you can use the rest of it for whatever you want. So I like to think that Citra pauses in the middle of walking. Probably gets a curious look from Sudi, holds up a hand, and starts like counting on one hand. <laughs> She like quickly pulls out a journal, yeah. starts scribbling down. It's like a, a, a piece of scrap paper. <laughs> I have seven words, and I've kind of said everything I need to say. 
Uh, yeah, you don't have to use all 25. Okay. Understood. We'll gather and head to Ati. Uh, be there as soon as we can. Uh, stay safe. Wait, I was why? able to do it in plenty of words. Why is it that difficult? I like to think I that you continue. I love the first thing. It was like... <laughs> Yeah. I also like to think that the next, the next seven words also go over where she's like, I was able to do that in plenty yeah. of words. Why? And then it just cuts off. <laughs> Wait, why are we going to Wati? Oh, because apparently there's a flying... Because apparently there's a flying pyramid attacking Wati, asking for the doorkeepers. <laughs> that is That should have ended the episode right there. Just see me going. The end. <laughs> Nice. Sydney never curses, so that's how dire this is. That's an appropriate response in this situation, I think. So I figure Sudi, or sorry. I was going to say, Sudi and Citra start running. Yeah, I was going to say, Citra just grabs Sudi's hand and they run back. Uh, And he jogs through the casual camel. I was going to say, he's jogging because you're not that fast. (laughs) The two of you take off through the city streets at a uh, inconspicuous jog. Let's go with that. How do you inconspicuously jog? You wear You're out for your morning clothing. run. You're out for your morning run. Holding <laughs> and hands. all of your armor and weapons. Like the good friends that we are, fully decked out for battle. Rushing back to meet back up with uh, Hall is probably going, God, I really hope she has a teleport prepared. I do, always. And in a rare occasion, elsewhere, ah. oh. within the Black Dome, a falcon gently glides through the air up towards the palace of the Fourthbringer. There on a balcony on her it lands next to the curious visage of Mama Nafra. Huh. She smiles down at the bird, scratches the back of his feathers, glances back out over the buildings towards the entrance to the dome. A risen guard steps up alongside of her. Oh. It seems they're not quite finished yet. She pats the bird. I will pick it up here next time. You're going to leave us with that, man! It's on yours, a risen guard now, so that's super cool! So he wants to be a risen guard now! Who knows? You don't know any of this. Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Mommy's Mask is copyright 2014. Mommy's Mask and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.